Hello, my fantastic fanatics. This is your man, Dr. Usher. And today we're going to talk about why is it that whenever it's time for you to go seek God, why is it that whenever it's time for you to go pray, something always comes up and you always get too busy to spend time with God? Did you know that this is a trick that the devil's been using since the beginning of time? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not joking with you. So what we're going to do, I want you to get your Bible real quick. Get your Bible, run. You got three seconds, three, two, one. Okay, you better have your Bible in your hand because we're going to open our Bibles up to Exodus chapter five. And we're going to read something very interesting. And we're going to read starting in verse one. Afterward, Moses and Aaron went and said to the Pharaoh, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, let my people go that they may hold a feast to me in the wilderness. But Pharaoh said, who is the Lord that I should obey his voice and let Israel go? I don't even know the Lord. And moreover, I will not let Israel go. Then they said, the God of the Hebrews has met with us. Please let us go a three days journey into the wilderness that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God, lest he fall upon us with pestilence or the sword. They're pleading with the Pharaoh. Hey, let us go. They only want to go three days. Y'all hear this. The children of Israel was begging just to go three days and come back. Because of Pharaoh's hard-headedness, he said no. Check out what he said in verse 4. But the king of Egypt said to them, Moses and Aaron, why do you take the people away from their work? Get them, get your butts back to work. (laughs) <laughs> that's Raphael's interpretation. He actually says, get back to your burdens. And Pharaoh said, behold, the people of the land are now many and you make them rest from their burdens. Hold up. Y'all got all them babies doing all this stuff and y'all supposed to be working and y'all trying to tell me y'all don't want to work. Man, y'all turkeys about to get yourself back to work. Verse six, the same day Pharaoh commanded the taskmasters, taskmasters of the people and their foremen and told them, you shall no longer give the people straw to make bricks as you did in the past. Let them go gather straw for themselves. But the number of bricks that they made in the past, you shall impose on them. You shall by no means reduce it for they are idle, meaning they are lazy. Therefore, they cry, let us go offer sacrifices to our God. Well, let heavier work be laid on them that they may labor at it and pay no regard to their lying words. In other words, they wanted to go to to serve and worship God for three days. Pharaoh says, no, you turkeys are lazy. Y'all ain't trying to work and I ain't feeling it. As a matter of fact, we, the Pharaoh, we, we used to give y'all straw to make them bricks. Y'all going to y'all gonna get your own straw. And you know what? Back in the day, if y'all couldn't make your quota, I let y'all slide. You know what he said? Nah, you know what, taskmasters? No more. Nah, we're not letting them slide anymore. Make them jokers work. And if they say that they're tired and, oh, we're so high, we're so tired, you know what? He said, don't even listen to them lying words. Make them turkeys work. If they want to go take the time off, then make them work more. Now, listen to this, people. Did you know that these children of Israel 
wanted to go worship God. They wanted to spend time with God. And the first thing that the enemy did was gave them more work to do. Why? Because he did not want them to go worship God. That's why I'm telling you, the moment you seek to want to go worship God, spend time with God, do something, anything with God, everything is going to pop up. You're going to have more workloads at work. Kids going to get sick. You know, a bill's going to be due. Uh, yard work's going to have to get done. There's going to be any excuse in the world. Satan will bring to you, oh, you know, you got to go to your daughter's uh, Christmas party. You got to go to the costume party. You got to go do this. You got The devil's going to give you all kinds of stupid work to do to fill your time, to deceive you into not spending time with God. Guys, when I read this, I realized this imp has been playing this trick for thousands of years. And generation after generation after generation, we've fallen for it. And I dare to say you've fallen for it. How many times have you decided that I'm going to go out here and preach the gospel? I'm going to go out here this weekend and preach the gospel. And something came up and you couldn't go do it. How many times you said, well, I'm going to go to church this week. And how many times something pops up and you didn't go to church? How many times have you said, I'm going to sit down and read my Bible and I'm going to spend 30 minutes in the Word? And how, how many times has something popped up and you forget all about reading your Word? How many times have you said, well, I'm going to go pray on this. I'm going to go pray. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. I'm going to spend 30 minutes in the Spirit and I'm going to pray. And how many times has something pop up, a phone call, a situation, a work, a work job or workload or something popped up and you couldn't do it? Ladies and gentlemen, this is a trick of the enemy. He's been doing it from the beginning, and he's going to keep on doing it until you recognize this is a trick of the enemy. And he will threaten you. Oh, man, if I don't do this job, if I don't do this extra work assignment, I'm going to get fired. And if I get fired, I don't have no money to pay my rent. If I don't have money to pay my rent, we're going to be homeless. Or... If I don't go to this event, everybody's going to be mad at me and nobody's going to like me no more and everybody's going to talk bad about me. He always threatens you, just like he did with the children of Israel. He threatened them. Ah, okay, you don't want to do it, and okay, then guess what's going to happen? You're going to get beat. That's what he does. He threatens you into submission. He tells you, no, you're not going to pray. You're going to go work. And if you don't work, I'm going to get you fired. And then you walk around in fear because you're afraid of losing that job more than you are serving God. I'm preaching better than you are amening, but that's okay because I'm preaching to myself because I've always fallen for this trick. <laughs> I've always fallen in this trap. I'm getting, I've gotten better at it over the years, but you know, sometimes I'll just get busy doing office work. I got to get this contract sold. I got to get this deal done. And I'll forget that, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be spending time in prayer right now. Or I'll spend too much time at the office. I'm saying, oh, man, I'm going to see, I'm gonna go to church. It starts at 630. I'm going to leave early. And the next thing you know, I'm working so hard. I got so hyper-focused on my job that it's nine o'clock before I leave the office. Come on now, I'm preaching to somebody because you know it's true. You know it's true, people. And so how do we break through this? Well, the way you break through it is like this. How did Moses break through and get his children, get the children of Israel out of bondage? Because that's what it is, is bondage. He kept confronting the enemy with the word of God. 
What? Yes. Think about it. God told Moses to go do and say these things to Pharaoh. So what was Moses doing? He was declaring to the enemy the word of God that was spoken. So what you have to do in this situation, you have to declare the word of God that was spoken or written in the word of God to the enemy. And you have to declare it and let him know man shall not live by what bread alone. Hello. But by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the father. So you got to confront the enemy and let the enemy know that, hey, you're not going to tolerate his threats. You're not going to be fearful of you losing out on a job or a benefit or friendships or whatever. Because what's for you is for you and nobody can take it away. But what you need to do is you need to take a stand and dedicate yourself to spend that time with God. And I, I even challenge people, even if you can only spend 30 seconds on the job, God will honor that 30 seconds because he'll be like, wow, you did not have any time that you could see, but yet you dedicated 30 seconds between this phone call to spend time with me. God will bless that 30 seconds because that's what he does. He will bless that 30 seconds of sacrifice. Or rather, if it was only 30 seconds, but God saw the sacrifice. See, it's not the quantity that he's looking for. I've said this before. It's not the quantity. It's the quality. You remember that lady in the Bible that didn't have a lot of money? She only gave two bits. It wasn't the quantity. It was the quality. It was her heart. She said, well, look, this is all I got. But what I got, I'm going to give. And God knows that when you're at work, you're on someone else's time. But when you sacrifice that 30 seconds of what you have as your time to give to him, he will open up the windows of heaven for you. Now, if you're hearing this message, and I know a lot of people listen to my messages, if you hear this message, I want you to take this message that you heard right now, add your own twist to it, and go preach it on Sunday morning because the body of Christ needs to hear this message. I reach about a thousand people a month and there is 3.8 billion people in America right now or something like that or a million. I don't know, but there's 7.8 billion people in the world. We know that for a fact. So I'm not even getting close to reaching the people around the world. So I need you to take this message that you just heard, add your own twist to it and go preach it in your Sunday morning service, your Wednesday night service and your Friday night services. Take this. You got my permission. Take it and go preach it because people got to wake up and understand that in this day and age, we got to spend time with God. We cannot continue to allow the enemy to pimp smack us. And, and man, I was going to say a cuss word. <laughs> I don't cuss, but it just came across my head, you know, like pimp smack. Okay. But we can't continue to be pimped by the devil and allow him to bully us and pimp us into submission. We are not his whores. I, I'm sorry, this is about as vulgar I'm going to get, but that's the truth. We are not his whores. We are children of the most high God. We are the bride of Christ, not the whores of Satan. So guess what, Satan? You need to step back. We're going to seek God. Even if it's 30 seconds, we're going to seek God. Did you think I wanted to get on this podcast and preach this message today? Man, I've been working since seven this morning and I'm like, I ain't got no time. I'm tired. I'm wore out. But when I saw this pop out and it hit me, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to sacrifice this time that I have right now. No preparation, everybody. No zero. You know me. I like to prep. I did not prep. 
I just read the Bible and I went straight. What you just heard just now was straight off the press. <laughs> no preparation at all. Because I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to sacrifice. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to give this, this God of mine a few minutes of my time. And I thank God that you gave God a few minutes of your time to hear this message. But it's not only good enough for you to hear it. I want you to take it, add your own little twist to it, and preach it to someone else. At least the five people, ten people around you. Do it. Do it. Add it to your own podcast. You ain't even got to tell them that you got it for me. Just go somewhere and just preach it. Okay? So with that being said, do as much good as you can while you can. And the best, goodest thing you can do right now is take this message and preach it. You heard? All right, y'all. Love you. Peace.